The Real Estate Sessions podcast is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising for real estate brilliantly simple. Promote your brands, promote your listings, learn more at adworks.com. That's A-D-W-E-R-X.com, adworks.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Hello and welcome back to the Real Estate Sessions. Today on episode 32, I am very excited to have Chris Smith, co-founder of Curator and author of a new book, The Conversion Code, here with us today on the podcast. Known Chris for quite a while, going back to the uh, tech savvy agent days and the Inman News days, and so Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bill. At the real estate sessions, I like to get the the origin story of my guests, and your story starts somewhere in the deep south. Am I right with that? That's right. I was born and raised in Central Florida, Polk County, and and people say that stands for people of little knowledge. It's just a little small town in between Tampa and Orlando. All right. So grew up in Florida, born and raised there. I know uh, from digging a little bit from for you online, you're a Florida State Seminole, correct? That's right. Yet, I, I, I want to throw this out here quickly. You, you started your last company, your most current company, Curator, rhymes with Gator. That's interesting to me. I did, Was there any thought about that at all, <laughs> being a Seminole? Yeah, we didn't think about that one. You know, it's funny. It's so challenging to come up with names <laughs> right. that are available, that are uh, you know relevant, that, that aren't uh, misspelled and uh, it's tough, but no, you know, the, I have a lot of respect for the Gators. When I was growing up, Bill, it was very easy to get into Florida State, and it was very hard to get into Florida. Uh, so that's the only reason I went to Florida State is it was just easier to get in. <laughs> and you're 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 back in Florida now, correct? That's right. I live in Orlando, uh, the east side of Orlando. I love it, and uh, just a great place to grow up and to raise a family. Cool. Now. I came to know you via Tech Savvy Agent online, and then it was your time in Inman News. Uh, and so that's, I think, the majority of people who know who you are, that's kind of where they were introduced to you because you really kind of, especially in the real estate space, you know, kind of exploded onto the stage with, with what you were doing at those two places. But prior to those ventures, and we don't didn't really know this until I kind of was able to skim through what you're doing with your latest book, The Conversion Code. You you were really deep into inside sales, had success with that. Can you talk about each of those adventures, you know, that you kind of uh, traveled through and what you learned from each one of those? Absolutely. Yeah, I think and a lot of people really, they may even not even understand inside sales. You know, the, you know, there's outside sales, which is belly to belly and inside sales is basically over the phone. And uh, so, yeah, I was about 25 years old and. I had tried to start a business with a friend and it had failed and my parents weren't willing to bail me out. And so they basically just offered me my old room and that wasn't going to be a long-term strategy at that age. And so, you know, like anybody else, I went online, started looking for jobs and there was a company in Orlando, Florida that was called fashion rock. And it was actually owned by the guy that uh, discovered in sync and Backstreet and Britney Spears. His name was Lou Pearlman. Right. And he's in jail. He, he's he's in jail uh, today. He has a longer story than uh, my you know run in with him. But he he had a company 
like 2006 where they would get leads online for people that wanted to be famous. They, there was no American Idol yet. You know, a lot of that stuff had not started. And, and so Lou Pearlman's company would bring people to Orlando. They'd bring talent agents. They'd bring record label executives. And then they'd bring kind of, you know, people from around the country that thought they uh, could succeed in the show and show business. And the way that the sale worked was the person went online and gave their info and your job was to call them and close them and get their credit card, $1,200 or five, uh, six payments of 200. Right. Right. And it was a, it was a one call close or you didn't get paid. And that's the environment at most boiler room type inside sales floors. If you've ever seen boiler room, if you've ever seen Alec Baldwin come in and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross and give right. a speech, right. that, that is the environment I was born into sales. Uh, had some amazing coaches along the way. But I, I really learned that there were scientific ways and, and, and frameworks inside of conversations with strangers that would cause them to buy from you. And that if you didn't do a lot of those things and if you didn't do them in the right order with the right tone, in the right words, you, you didn't make money, you know, you, you didn't feed your family. And so I got really good at sales really quickly under the tutelage of some amazing coaches. And, and the conversion code is what I learned from them and what I've learned for myself now, 10 years later. And what's happened is there's been a paradigm shift. Traditional marketing is not where people get their leads. The internet is. And belly to belly outside sales is not where sales start. You also did some time at Quicken Loans, correct? And and so that was that kind of your entree into that whole real estate space? It well, that was exactly my I would say that was my first experience. I would call a hundred people a day and I would try to get five of them to talk to me and I would have to get three other credits and I would get two of them to sign a deal and one of the loans would go through. And that numbers game, that talk time, number of dials, effort, hustle, you know, Quicken is a really world-class sales organization. And that's one of the things that, you know, working for a billionaire like Lou Pearlman, a billionaire like Dan Gilbert, I work for a billion-dollar company, Move Inc. I work for a company that did a $108 million sale to Zillow called Dotloop. And these companies are on the surface, you know, you see the Super Bowl commercial, you see the, you see the booth at the trade show, right? right? But what you don't see is the boiler room where people are calling every day and trying to close people on the phone. And so the, I just, I think a lot of people don't understand that where those billions a lot of times are generated and created are through the same kind of sales over the phone that every business owner probably ends up making. It's just that it's a specialized task at a company like Quicken. Your only job is to call leads and close them. Just like Fashion Rock, you didn't do the marketing, you didn't have to generate the leads. You didn't even have to set the appointment. You just hit dial and use their script and you get the credit card number and you send the loan over to the people that do that part of the process, right? right? And so I learned a lot about internet lead generation, lead routing, CRM, uh, speed to response. A lot of the core fundamentals that are never going to change, I learned a lot earlier than most people even believed the internet was a valid acquisition channel. You you mentioned in your book that you're really fortunate that you you were a sales guy first and a marketer second. Talk about that, and I think you're kind of leading up to that with that last uh, comment. 
When you think about conversion, Bill, you probably would think of a conversion rate being how many visitors on your website compared to how many people registered, right? Right. And, and that would be your conversion rate. The, the, the rate that really matters that I think if people read the book and execute on what's in there, they can double, which is the most important number to double anyway, is your true conversion. Meaning for every 100 leads, how many become a customer? And for most companies, that number is one, one and a half, two percent. If you have a world-class operation, you may be at eight, 10, 12 percent. So the difference in those is, is a big deal. Right. I, I think that, that's something people have, have to recognize. The reason I'm glad I did sales before marketing is because I think most marketers are weak. I think that they consider a lead something very different than what a salesperson considers a lead. So there's always been this battle between marketing and sales. Well, marketers don't have to call leads and salespeople don't have to do marketing. And because I just happen to have a decent amount of experience on both sides, there is a sales ready lead versus a email, right? right. And when you put systems and CRM and SMS and user tracking and a lot of this stuff like retargeting, you know, that, that I cover in section two of the book, the, the bottom line is that when all of those things are in place, it just makes it much easier to figure out who to talk to. But the, where I think the book hopefully will really be a game changer for people is if they believe the internet is good for leads, if they have leads coming in, if they're committed to calling them quickly, now what? And that's what I hadn't seen a lot of classes on, Bill. What do you say when the lead answers? Nobody wants to tackle that because they never sat in the cubicle. What do you say when every person that call, you call, Bill, says, I just want to know what the interest rates are. I didn't even think you were going to call me. How do you turn that into a credit card and a social 15 minutes later? It's possible. There's a script. There's a process. There's a framework. So to me, having come from the sales side, you know, salespeople complain about the leads and marketers complain about the salespeople, I just happen to have worn both caps. So I, I feel like I fight for both tribes a little bit. Just a salesperson first. Right. I think I think that is a, a, that's a big piece of um, the success that you and Jimmy have had with Curator, right? I mean, the you've, especially in the world of real estate, they're not very good on this, the, the pure sales side of things. They love to market. They love to do lots of other things, but very few had you know scripts that work and my guess is that's a big piece of what curators bring into the table right it sure is it's funny because all these coaches are selling sales coaching and every client we have that has taken a lot of that coaching is like chris no one ever told me what to say like this this is what we've been trying to get our coach to tell us to do but again if you never dialed and called internet leads all of your sales advice is null and void it's a different game you know just because you're great at one sport doesn't mean you're great at another sport. And so a, a lot of the advice around sales in this industry is not relevant when you're calling a Zillow lead. And when a Zillow lead picks up, what you say and when you say it, how you say it is, is just different. So, I, I, you know, I, I have had great coaches and sales coaching matters. And what you'll find, Bill, is there's a lot of classic sales techniques and principles in the conversion code. You know, I, I'm 100% a fan of that, but the reality is that this is a, a new world that we live in. And I know a lot of people that are listening can relate to that. It, you know, it, it, what is your what's the interest rate, right? Think about a realtor 
calling a home value lead. I just wanted to know what my home is worth. Like if you quit right there, you're not a salesperson. Right. Or I just wanted to know if the home was still for sale. You know, people call us, Bill, it's a natural thing. It's called a brick wall statement. People call us. I just want to know if my zip code's available. Nobody's going to call you and say, please close me. You know, and your job, and, and that's what I outline in the script, and the scripts are very powerful at Curator. Our clients make over $400,000 a year on average, and th they ask for help with converting leads. And when you can take people that on the first time they use a script, they do better than they ever did in their career. That's what you call a real game changer. Yeah, I, it's been fun to watch what you're doing at Curator. I, I want to um, get off topic just for a second, but there, there's a great story at Curator. It it started as something different, right? And and I think you and Jimmy had to have a, a world class pivot due to some forces outside of your control. Is that? Can you talk about that for a second? Sure. Yeah, I know where you're heading with that. It's yeah. a funny story. I mean, it, it was wasn't maybe funny as it happened, right? But what, one of the challenges of social media, there's so much information and it's moving so fast that it really is only relevant for a day or an hour, right? And so happened, we happened to moderate these huge Facebook groups with over 20,000 members, over 5 million discussions about strategies. And we thought, you know, and our members asked us to build a bill. They were coming to us saying, can you please do something? Because people keep asking the same questions. How can we just archive all the great threads that already took place? So we literally built an API on top of Facebook so that you could search groups and it was a 10x better search experience than the little rinky-dink search box Facebook had provided. And, and there was a lot of buzz. Well, the day that we released that product, uh, Facebook actually released Facebook search, <laughs> um, which it, it, it proved that we knew there was something needed, right? Because we released something they released. In fact, ours was actually much better and useful, and I think it would have stuck long term. But it was one of those things where you can't be married to your ideas that don't work. You have to double down on your ideas that do. But, you know, th that is the thing that we really have had to live by when you're trying to kind of do the marketing of 450 real estate teams, you don't have any time for fluff. You can't scale fluff, right? right. If something's marginally impactful, we're not doing it. Because if it's marginally impactful, we're not doing marginal work 450 times. A lot of the work we do is custom, manual. There, there's, no, there's no API involved. It's John setting up 450 ads. So to do that, we really want to kind of prove the theory right. uh, at large. So, yeah, it's a little bit of testing, a little bit of trying. Um, but anyway, the, the curator clients, uh, you know, if you were to say, what are the top people in the industry concerned with? It's lead conversion. And, and part of that is there's some interesting data in the book there, Bill, about uh, the number of leads that were generated in 2011 compared to the number of homes sold. Right. And then the number of leads in 2014. And there used to actually be more homes sold than leads. And now there's eight times more leads than homes sold. And so if you go into internet lead conversion getting mad that seven out of eight of your leads aren't going to be a deal this year, 
then you're actually insane because you're, you know, that is the science, right? You know that there's 40 million leads, there's 5 million deals. So your job then just becomes, how do I find the needle in the haystack? And, and the whole part two of the conversion code is about the fortune being in the follow up, you know, identifying who's really going to buy is really where it's at because then your salespeople can have more conversations. You also mentioned in the book, well, first of all, the conversion code is not just for realtors. It's for all sales and marketing people, people, small businesses, big businesses. It's for anyone that's interested in in working properly with Internet leads. And I think you make a comment in the book that that there's an argument to be made that all leads are Internet leads today, the way things work. Right. That's a 100 percent true statement. Every lead is an Internet lead. Every lead has a computer in their pocket. Every lead whether they spend a lot of time checking you out, they're going to check out the vertical or niche that you're in. They're going to dig around and do some Google searches. They're going to ask their friends at dinner and, and, go, and their friends are going to recommend websites or apps for them to try to find the solution to that problem they have. So, you know, not everybody is necessarily going to go through your website form, but even if it's a referral, don't you think that your website should look great, Bill, when they pull it up? Like, imagine a company that sold our services are $1,800 a month. Imagine if when people referred us to other people and said, you should hire them, when they went to our website, it looked awful. Like, we would lose the deal before we even got the chance at the deal. Right. So, so, so you, you know, even though people may not be getting a ton of internet leads, every lead is online. Every lead is an internet lead in some capacity. And so we look at that sort of conundrum of, you know, you look at your own website, you look at your own Facebook advertising, you look at your own Facebook page, you look at your own email newsletter or lack thereof, and you would probably admit that you wouldn't hire yourself but somehow it's the lead's fault. Somehow it's not the strategies that are working. So really, I think at Curator, we just sort of remove all the excuses by doing all the wiring. But man, it's pretty magical what happens when you do all the wiring, Bill. You right. know, your business, your brand, your blog, your podcast, your personal brand are all infinitely bigger than they could have been eight to nine years ago. Just because you're embracing and using the new hammer and nails, not wishing we still had a chisel, you know? And, and so that's a big part of this is what if you were to apply all the great work ethic and sales skills that have been around forever to this new opportunity, which is the Internet and lead generation? And that's exactly what I found in the book. As I mentioned, I had a chance to kind of look at an advanced copy and – I was really impressed with the level of detail that went into each of the three sections, right? The, the first section being lead generation, and the second point being the second, how do you set up the appointments and finally the closing process. But uh, yeah, the, the level of detail and the level of using all of the different facets of everything here, you don't discount social, you embrace social. You, and you'll see a lot of other, I want to call, I guess, coaches who are, you know, they'll kind of poo-poo one side to say, yeah, it's all about this inside sales track. You really found a way to bring everything together into one place. 
and I, I, I applaud you for that. I was very impressed with the way that thing that, that this book is so detailed. Not, it's not a high concept kind of a book. Like you said, there are scripts, there are things that have to be done and things that can't be done. Um, and it's just amazing. Well, I'm glad you picked up on that. I've had a chance to do a couple of interviews about the book now. And when I was putting the book together, my brother actually helped me edit it. And, and I think having my brother helping, uh, knowing my voice and, and knowing that I didn't want him to really change what I gave him a whole lot. Right. right. Um, I, I think that that allowed me to just sort of, uh, our goal was if we are as specific as possible, and and you're saying detailed, which I think is sort of a synonym for that. Mm-hmm. I I didn't want there to be any ideas. I wanted there to be all execution ideas. You know, and and the reason I felt great about writing the book is, in some ways, Fashion Rock, Quick and Loans, Dot Loop, Move, Curator, all the teams and and real estate companies that we're working with, we are all cracking the conversion code right now. You know, we are all experiencing massive growth in our businesses because of the sort of blueprint that's in there. So I didn't want to tell people that Facebook was a good idea. I didn't want to tell people that email marketing mattered. I didn't want to tell people to follow up real fast. I wanted to turn the corner. So I'm glad that you found it to be detailed. Um, I hope it's not advanced. The, you know, the bottom line is that if you have a sales call to make today, section three can help you immediately. The reality of building a website that's great, making sure it captures visitors, installing some of the better plugins I recommend, setting up landing pages, setting up Facebook custom audiences, setting up links to those landing pages and lead magnets, setting up email campaigns and a CRM to track that. That is not a one day thing though, right? right. That right. is a, that, but, but every step and the way I tried to kind of flow the book, I guess, was what if you didn't have anything and you just kind of hypothetically said, where do I start? Cause we hear that a lot. And a lot of people say, oh, you start with Facebook. Oh, you start with LinkedIn. Oh, no, this is a real challenge. I had to write a whole book about it, but you end up in section three which is where you're probably already at today in a minimal capacity. You have to get on the phone more than ever and convince people to meet with you or buy things from you. And I have given a very clear script and framework that has worked selling mortgages, selling vacations, selling software, selling uh, paperless solutions. You know, this has really been applied selling homes. You know, our clients right now, Bill, are using the conversion code buyer and seller script you know we just customized it one fold for their you know specific niche but i'm glad you thought it was detailed it is very detailed marketers are going to geek out on section one yeah salespeople are going to geek out on section three but section two is something that i was inspired by this guy named aaron ross i don't know if you've ever heard of the book called predictable revenue i have which it's a great book Really, I think that book is like section two if it was a whole book. And and this guy went from Salesforce, I think at the time was doing maybe five million in sales, and he took them to a hundred million in sales. And it was this simple philosophy that lead gen is not gonna be where the money's made. 
the money's made in identifying the best leads to wait to spend the salespeople's times on. And most salespeople have to prospect. And he put this kind of ISA role, which real estate agents are all kind of lusting over these days, which is if you're going to get a few hundred leads per month, somebody's job then becomes calling them and seeing which ones are real and which ones are not. And the ones that are real are then going to get handed to a salesperson to do what they love to do, which is close people and talk to people. So think of it in the real estate world, Bill. Imagine you're a listing agent. You're a top agent. You make a couple hundred thousand bucks a year, drive a nice car. And all of a sudden you sign up for Curator or Boomtown or one of these commission zinc systems that are great. They get you tons of leads. And all of a sudden you start calling leads and basically getting shit on, pardon my French, no, okay? Yep. Because that is the game a little bit. And all of a sudden it's like, no, 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 I'm going back to my nice dinner and my nice network and my nice referrals. Screw that, right? But what you don't realize is that there are other people that are would be great at that, that would love the opportunity to call every lead, call them quickly, use a script, and then schedule an appointment with that lead with you. And that, that is happening all day, every day. We had an article on our blog, curator.com slash blog, about Sarita Dua, a team up in uh, Portland. And she had 5,000 old leads, and she literally was about to put them in the trash. And she said, you know what? I'm going to hire a guy from a software company who's done inside sales, who knows how to use scripts, who knows how to set appointments, and I'm going to give him a dollar per lead no matter what happens. She, he said it would take him about six weeks in his kind of spare time to call the 5,000 leads for her. And within one day, he had set 13 appointments. Wow. So, you know, remember Alec Baldwin said the leads are not weak. You are weak. Right. And it, but this is actually, it's not that you're weak. It's that you're maybe not the right person to do this piece of it. You want the appointment. You don't want to set the appointment. Now, at a lot of companies, you close the person on the phone. As a real estate agent, the, the close is actually getting them to agree to letting you come out to the property. Right. So it's a little different or meeting you at the office. You don't have the challenge of getting their credit card, right? But you also don't have the, 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 the kind of thrill that you get the credit card and you're done. You know, you have to actually then show up. But you know what every realtor tells me, Bill? Once they're at the listing appointment, they're fine. Right. You know? So th this is about creating quality appointments through internet leads by using proven scripts. If I had to strip all the kind of uh, buzzwords away. I think a lot of people, their, their DNA, they're just not wired for that inside sales job. But there are people out there that are wired for that. Go find those people and put, put a system in place where they can succeed, which in turn lets you succeed. That's, that's great. And, 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 and one just caveat on that is, and, and you know, they're probably not in the Philippines. They're probably not a virtual assistant in right. another country mm -hmm. because Quicken was hiring people, paying them benefits, putting them through training, giving them world-class software. So is Lou Perlman's company. You need to insource this role. Now, you may find somebody that's in another country that's great. You may find somebody that's in another state that does this job from home because it can be done from home. Our guys do it from home, Bill. Mm -hmm. Sarah, Darren, Neil, they're, they're not in an office. But the reality is that you've got to have that framework in place to make it work, right? And that starts with uh, having a lot of leads coming in that actually pick up the phone when you call.
Well, I, I've had you here for about a half an hour, so I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you get back to your day. But I have to wrap up with the same question I ask, I've asked every guest. If a, if a brand new agent in the business or somebody stuck at a plateau of some sort needed help and, and they came to you for advice, what's one piece of advice you would give that person? The one piece of advice I would give that person is to ignore the noise and do the work. You know, there's a lot of noise. I remember at Quicken Loans, that was one of their sayings, Bill. Ignore the noise. You have to control what you can control. And what I would guess would be that that agent that's at a plateau that has all those complaints about why they're at that plateau is actually complaining about things that are not in their control. Mm-hmm. And what you, what you want to focus on instead is what can you control? And most people are not making 30 calls a day. Most people don't have even three or four leads a day hitting their inbox, right? So get a funnel in place. Start calling those people and and having good conversations. Start mailing stuff to your sphere in the handwritten notes. Like I would say do the basics better if that person's plateauing because I think the reason that people feel like they're plateauing is because they're trying all this stuff and it's not working or it's not taking them to the next level, thus the plateau. Right. But I believe a lot of times people trip over nickels to pick up pennies. You know, I'll leave you with a really quick story that uh, my first book, Austin Allison, you know, we wrote a book together called People Work that was a huge hit. And he told me a story one time that I'll leave you with, which was something Delta had to do. He and I are both big Delta fans. And a lot of businesses, they think they need more leads. They think they need more uh, people to call or, or more uh, lead sources or, or more money to spend on marketing. And what they actually need is they need less drag. So Delta, they were able to identify that at a certain point, adding more fuel and making the engines go faster actually had plateaued. And the way at that point they actually were able to increase efficiency was by re-engineering the wings and the tips so that they reduced drag. So what most businesses think is that they need more fuel. And what I would recommend anybody started with was reducing the drag, getting rid of all the parts of your business that are holding you back versus continuing to add more fuel to a net that has holes in it anyway. I love that, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us today. If, if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you? And, and also, uh, your book is now out. So where can we find it? What's the best way to get a hold of that? Thank you. Yeah, it, you can go to theconversioncode.com, theconversioncode.com. You can also go to uh, Amazon and search The Conversion Code. The book actually, you know, before it came out, was a number one Amazon bestseller in sales and selling. I think, uh, again, Section 3 is going to be a game changer for people. And also, if you go to Curator.com, my company, C-U-R-A-Y-T-O-R.com, you can connect with me on social, subscribe to our email list. We have over 100 episodes. We're podcasters as well. Uh, We have a great YouTube channel. Really, I I think Curator is becoming that hub for all the work that I do and and that Jimmy does and, of course, our great team. So, Curator.com, theconversioncode.com. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Well, thank you for listening today. I hope you found that useful. I know I did. I've got a lot of work to do. Um, Please 
Remember, if you're listening on iTunes, to leave a review. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you keep telling your friends. The show gets bigger and bigger, and we can't really do that without you, the listeners, letting other people know about it. We really appreciate it. So until next Tuesday, when we publish our next episode, keep writing your own story. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.